The Artist Life Podcast is brought to you by Real Creative Heart. Heavy the head that reps the crown. With love, your greatness is found. So rep your crown. Live from Greensboro, North Carolina, art is life. Welcome to the Art is Life podcast with your host, Russell C. Holt, where we sit down with artists from all career fields and we discuss their perspectives on their art and what it means to them in life. So sit back, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Art is Life. I am Russell C. Holt, and I am joined today with um, someone who I just recently met, actually, last year. Um, I was in my acting seminar class, and the I had to do an assignment in regards to finding different art forms outside of acting and outside of America that have certain elements that I could take and put into my acting. So what I chose was uh, martial arts and specifically uh, Wing Chun. For those who don't know what Wing Chun is, it is a specific martial art that Bruce Lee, who I'm sure you've heard of, um, that was what he was taught um, first when he before he went on and branched off and did his own thing. Um, and bunch of Hollywood movies came out called Ip Man, starring Donnie Yen. Um, if you're familiar with that, he was the Grandmaster who taught um, Grandmaster Yip. Uh, he taught Bruce Lee when he uh, came in. So I went to search and lo and behold, there was actually a martial arts studio right around the corner, literally right around the corner from UNC Greensboro's campus. So I went in, you know, I looked up and looked up, looked, looked it up and everything and met my guest here, uh, got a lot of information, very nice insight. He was so great, gracious enough to come and not only talk a little bit, more about our, um, about Wing Chun, but also did a little bit of demonstration there. And um, it was very informative and very um, inspirational and it was a lot of fun as well. So I thought it would be a p- perfect time and a great moment to have him on the podcast so we can dive a little bit more deep into that as well as how he got into it as, and why it's so special martial arts, but art in general for him in his life. So, I brought to you guys the great Grandmaster Sifu Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Sifu Steve. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank um, you. Kind of funny to say Grandmaster. <laughs> it's like Granddad. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, in the martial art world, mm-hmm. um, we always have a saying, the one who considers himself a master is who considers himself to know all things. I don't know all things. Gotcha. So, in other words, I'm always a, a true instructor. Is always is someone who's always still wants to learn. Right, right. So right. he's always he's more like the advanced student. Okay, yeah, yeah, more yeah. to say, right? Yes. So, and and a good way of the word cheerful, cheerful in the Chinese or Mandarin is seafood in the Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Uh, means the, uh, uh, not only just an instructor, but mm-hmm. it means a shower. Okay. Okay. So we show. You teach. 
Oh, you okay. teach yourself, right? Right, right, right. So we teach you how to you know, get into that and discipline and everything. And that one. I started this art when I was at eight years old. Oh, okay. When I was eight years old. And in fact, in this place here, Greensboro, mm -hmm. I was here um, until my mid-teenage years and then I left. Mm -hmm. But um, I started then and I studied hard. I decided to continue to start studying, you know, and, and mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. else. Because, you know, in that world was the time of um, experimenting. Some of the kids went to the, you know, I always say some kids went to the light, some kids went to the dark side, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided I wanted to stay, I wanted to stay me. Right. I want to learn about me, mm -hmm. focus on me. Mm -hmm. And the martial arts helped me to do that mm -hmm. and helped me to do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, brought forth a lot. So how, who, how did you get into the martial arts and how difficult was it with <laughs> all the stuff around people trying to yeah. keep you from being yourself? Yes, yeah, like, okay. Oh, well, I started, uh, again, um, I originally started in Goju Karate. Mm -hmm. Man, my mom was working at the YMCA at that oh. time. It was the Hayes Taylor YMCA that was actually down, 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 down the street here. In mm -hmm. fact, you know, going going down um, toward you know going down on I forgot the name mm -hmm. of the area over there, yeah. but over yeah. in A and T, going yeah, toward yeah, A and T. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I was studying for a while. It was a good. It was fun and all of that. When mm -hmm. I got to a certain rank, and you start getting a big head, thinking you're somebody. Mm -hmm. I had a neighbor. Who moved in, and the fact I can find that neighbor was a friend of my mom's, mm -hmm. and her her husband was Chinese, mm. and I just thought, eh, just old man, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody who was not around over nine years, uh, that's nine years and up, is considered an old man, you know, mm -hmm. and I I was pretty much a braggart and showing off the things that I knew mm -hmm. to my friends. They were my a.k.a. punching bag students. <laughs> and they were just trying to impress them by my fancy gi and kicking. Mm -hmm. And he came out, and he just pretty much said, yo, your stuff is not any good. Mm -hmm. And so my, my, my friends were like, yeah, well, you know, go and fight him. You know how boys are. Yeah, right, right, right. And then uh, I said things that I shouldn't have said. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't repeat in front of my mom. <laughs> I really got beat up, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and so, he so he said, oh, try kicking me. Try hitting me, do anything. So I tried it, and boy, did I get baptized! <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, it was a it was a little it was a humbling moment. It was a shameful moment, mm -hmm. but uh, I humbled myself later on, and I went to him and I confronted him and asked him what did he do. He told me to talk to the hand. <laughs> um, I'm on a few more months of that. By springtime, it was about this time of the month, and that's when he decided to teach me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was uh, it was an awakening. Now, uh, before we go further, for like, is that something like with with, with when you're uh, instructing and stuff like that? Is that something you like to incorporate in your style, like just to like see where they at, see like if the, where the ego is, to like just well, hum humble them? <laughs> everybody's pretty much different in characterize. Mm -hmm. So you know, and you know, every like it's just like it's a. Each person likes their own flavor, mm -hmm. something, right? Yeah. And me, I'm not the one that kind of, um, it's that I always have a saying, we don't beat, we teach. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's some people that needs what we call, uh, some people you can teach and show them and they understand. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that needs that one that we call that aggressive aggressive negotiation <laughs> you know you have to give it a yeah. little emphasizing a little on what you do <laughs> and you know give them a little pepper a little coffee in it mm -hmm. in the back you know right. and so yeah, you know, that's 
you know, it happens that way. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So um, the teacher started teaching you what, what um, start, was it continuing okay. on karate? So it was, no, it was actually Yun Chun, you okay. know, called, or Wing Chun in the English, they say okay. that, but Yun Chun Chun. Yun Chun Chun means beautiful spring. Mm -hmm. Chun is means the, the Chinese means the system. So it's a system of something, or system, something, mm -hmm. something, Chun, something, something, system. Okay. So Yun Chun, which means beautiful spring. Mm -hmm. I didn't know really what that was and then when he began to show me the first thing he did was give me a good whack in the face mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like what'd you do that for he said i just wanted to let you know that this is real and everything is and i was like okay i now i understand i pretty much understand mm -hmm. so it's all based on realistic things it's not flashy or showy okay gotcha gotcha so you started doing that and what made you continue on that path to to where you are now. Well, it, it, it gave me purpose. Okay. It gave me a purpose. I, I, I started feeling my change in myself mm -hmm. physically mm -hmm. and then also mentally mm -hmm. because I started learning a language, mm -hmm. started learning how to speak Mandarin. And that's very rare to be in a place in the southern area to learn somebody can start teaching yeah. you that. And I've always wanted, I was always fascinated with something in Asia anyway. Mm -hmm. And I get to learn that. So that was a draw in, it was a draw in to bring it forth. And I saw the results mentally and physically what it was doing to me. Mm -hmm. And it started opening my mind into wider horizons. Okay. So I wanted to take care of myself. I started concerned and caring about myself. Okay. So when you started opening up and stuff like that, what, what was your first thoughts like as far as what did you want to do with it or in life like when you before you even well I mean the first thing I, I just want to learn it at first mm -hmm. I wanted you know learn it because I was basically I was learning about myself okay yeah yeah so and you know it takes a while process to do that mm -hmm. So I was through because, you know, in that teen, you know, I was having hit my teenage years and then I started going in teenage years. I didn't have such of a rough transition through, you know, uh, puberty and then kind of that, you know, uh, this or that or because uh, when I was in elementary school, you had the problems where you had some problems in school. And you feel like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. A failure and all mm -hmm. that one. So what happened is that anyone who spoke negative to me because of because of that growth, I started seeing it clearly in a different point of view, mm -hmm. saying that's that's what you say to me, but that's not me. Right, right, right. And you know that's that kind of thing. So it was helping me a lot. So it helped you become wise beyond your years. Yes. So I did become wise beyond my years, and because of that, you don't make friends that much <laughs> because everybody else is basically walking, talking right. idiots right, right, at that time. Right, right, right. Did that? Did did that? How did that make you feel? Like you were, you were getting something. On the, in the grand scheme of things, that obviously was more beneficial, being wise at that age, but it isolated you kind of like with growing up with, you know. I didn't peers. feel uh, inadequate or, or, or left behind. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I don't belong here. Mm. Uh, immediately, that means I don't belong here. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean the nation, right. but I don't belong where right, right, this where place are. is. I need to go beyond that. Gotcha. And so, of course, the people who are just running with that, you know, and that, that same little river mm -hmm. or, or that same little grain, mm -hmm. they, they would accuse you of you're strange, you're weird, you think you're better than me, yada, 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 right. yada, yada, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Was your family and, and the friends that you did have, were they on? Because you left when you were, you said. I, 
I left when I was 16. 16, 16. So were they all on board with that, or they were just like, what, well, what are you doing? Well, I, like, I actually didn't care, you know, if they well, were or the not. I knew I was going to do that. Mm -hmm. I knew it. And my mom knew. She said, there's something in you. I know that I might not see you for a while. Mm -hmm. And I left straight for a straight 10 years, and I didn't come back for 10 years. I talked to everyone. Right, right, right. I just didn't come back. Okay. No, because I was I was so learning. I was now I was discovering so many things. There were so many things out there. I was discovering, mm -hmm. and it started with just with that martial arts. Mm -hmm. And so, the first thing I learned about is the word kung fu, mm -hmm. kung fu. And I learned kung fu. I, and what I was taught in the West, kung fu or kung fu mm -hmm. was always fighting Bruce Lee's right, right, right. Chinese clothes, yeah. you know, uh, dubbing English, you know, mm -hmm. with, you know, with Australian guys speaking, you know, <laughs> all this stuff like this one. But no, I, I actually learned that the word kung fu means effort. Effort, yes. You know, and so I was modifying in my effort, you know, in my life, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, over those ten years outside of the kung fu, the gung fu, mm -hmm. um, after you finished, learn, uh, you know, understanding that, what else did you come across that you would say were key contributors of the man you became from those ten years through the martial arts? Well, that was the military. Okay. Um, you learn all the new curse words that nobody ever know. <laughs> uh, they drank a lot. I didn't do that at all. Mm -hmm. And because I was, I, I started discovering who I was, none of that affected me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I did learn a lot of, um, you know, a more drive focus on some things. Mm -hmm. uh, some were good, some were bad. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even want to talk about those bad things. Right. But it did give me a chance to even travel even more. Mm -hmm. So now I can see the, in the view for, viewpoint of the outside looking in. Mm -hmm helped me develop more about a social, how to socialize with people okay. more and more. So I don't have to be a, a, a hermit. Because mm -hmm, right, right. I then I realized that's the next stage I was able to start to learn how to express myself to who I wanted to speak to. Because right, right, right. before I didn't have that ability to do that. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, now I'm able to learn how to express myself. Yeah, so that was. So, who is Sifu Steve? If someone asked you, like you said, you were finding your finding your stuff, uh, or I, I should say, who who was Steve back then, and now, who, like going through all of that to mm -hmm. where you are, who would you say you are now? I would say like I I was Steve who was stuck in four walls. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the Steve who's above the planet, you know, <laughs> like this, who sees not only just the planet, but out in the universe, to, to, to want to go beyond mm -hmm. the things, you know, to go beyond a horizon, because the horizon is, has limits mm -hmm. and borders. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Wing Chun, uh, we met, that was like the main, that you studied that when you were nine, I'm yes. nine years old, um, so you've been doing it ever since. Um, what are the key, like, elements to it that you would have, like, if someone, like, bullet points of, like, what are the, the main points of Wing Chun and, how, and what's the benefits hmm, of The it? key point of it is, is simplicity. Simplicity. We always said if it's not simple, if it's complicated, if it's not simple, you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. You're going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, directness, because I always have to say that it is defensively offensive, offensively defensive, mm -hmm. 
either way, you're offending and you're always keeping against, keeping them against defense. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So you're, you're, in other words, you are a chess master. Your moves, you have five, six, seven moves ahead before mm -hmm. they even move their first. Okay, gotcha. Now, how, um, now, have you seen times where that has been, well, I'm sure it has like benefited you just in your everyday life? And yes, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. The last thing is always said that we always like walk the path of peace. I don't know if this is going to be politically perfect, but we all say we walk the path of peace. Mm -hmm. If that person continues and they persist, then you have to walk the path of pieces on your ass. You don't have to say it basically that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's the last thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. you can, you, it teaches you how to be a, a martial art fighter first here, here, and last is here by mm -hmm. the physical. Mm -hmm. So I've had situations where I had to do a little bit of aggressive negotiations with someone. <laughs> it was quick, and they got it. And there's somewhere I had the martial arts of mouth, mm -hmm. where basically it was almost like a Jedi mind trick. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and win the fight. Because right. fights does not, battles does not always come physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know um, I've heard as far as martial arts in general, you don't start a fight. And if, and if you are doing a martial art to start fights or just to be a fighter, then it's not for you. That's, that's right. That's not, it's, it's for self-defense. You're not a martial artist. Right. A martial artist is a pugilist or one martial means f to war. Okay. And a person who starts wars, uh, is, they're, they're tyrants. We mm -hmm. call them tyrants. Mm -hmm. We don't call them a warrior. Okay, mm -hmm. they start wars for no, absolutely no reason. Mm -hmm. And the one who usually starts it is the weaker vessel. Mm -hmm. So during this journey of the martial arts of Wing Chun, what, what is the most fulfilling part of it and the most challenging for you? Hmm. Well, the fulfillment is watching, this, watching a student become just as good as me or better. Because mm -hmm. my goal is to, make, to get them to become as good as me or better than I. Mm -hmm. Which I, what I do is I push them harder. Mm -hmm. I go through them to stages. And, you know, but the goal in the end of it is, you know, like, like now what's the second question? Uh, challenge. The challenges. Yeah. Okay. So the challenges is basically, um, I have challenges of myself, mm -hmm. of course, and then there's challenges for the other other people. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, to me, a challenge is without a challenge, there's nothing to learn. Right. Okay. Because if it's too, it's easy to do. It's not worth doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So challenges is always should be invited. It should never be rejected. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So me, for my greatest challenge is, is watching that person grow, but trying to search to see where that person's first, their foundational source of their weakness is. Mm. Because they can say a lot, mm -hmm. but what I'm doing is, I'm, you're, you're, to me, you're a tree, mm -hmm. and you have a lots of fruit, because mm -hmm. you've been there and done that and said this. That's irrelevant to me. What I'm looking at is what I want to see is the root condition. Mm -hmm. So we can see where the soil and the root condition is. There we have to build. Now, I mentioned it, should have probably asked this prior, but how did you get into the teaching aspect of it? And where, at what point did you feel confident enough to 
find those roots and like find that okay. the tree, you know. The first student I had, I really feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was the worst teacher ever <laughs> because first of all it says I was so anxious because you know being a amateur amateur teacher is mm. I expect you to know what I know in 20 minutes right yeah <laughs> and if you haven't got it you'll get a lot of punches <laughs> and there's what I mean like I go bang and I punched him right in the stomach he just curled over like you know like it uh, because like like a roll of potatoes or something mm. And um, I'm like, and, and immediately when I did that, something said, hey, what's wrong with you? Mm. It's nothing wrong with him. Mm. It's what's wrong with you. There's no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher. And boy, are you a bad teacher because mm. you're a bad shower because you don't know how to present yourself. So first of all, in order for me to learn his roots, I had to learn my roots. Mm. I didn't know my roots yet. Mm. So before that, so when I when you when you learn about yourself, you become a better teacher to, to be able to source them. Mm -hmm. No, it's like in a mirror, right? Right. Yeah. You you have to know what you look like before you can judge what other people look like. Mm -hmm. No. And so in other words, you got to have a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did you find out about yourself? No, oh boy, did I suck. <laughs> yeah, it was it was horrible. Yeah, and, uh, and that was horrible. I truly, I really sucked. It was it was bad, but. Um, after that, I didn't teach mm -hmm. for a while. I started to do the Tai Chi, mm -hmm. Tai Chi train. I started getting other shirfuls that was traveling around in Asia and started learning other things. And that was just in my younger ages. Mm -hmm. Started learning about myself. And then now I learned my roots and then I learned I had a foundation. Now I know how to build up on someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, you build up. Because no matter what, regardless of who he or she is, they all have, they all have to have roots. Right, right. So, so after all of that soul searching, at what point did you, were you like, I think I'm not it, a bad teacher anymore? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 say, I, I stopped teaching him and I started studying for myself for about like a good six years. Mm. Just six years straight. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Right. And then... For six years, you know, I was at six, six years, uh, one person said, um, could you start teaching me? Which was, he became my, he's actually my best friend. Mm -hmm. All his children basically are like my children, okay? Mm -hmm. They call, they call, you know, he called me uncle, but then when they were like, they're like, you got two dads, you mm -hmm. know? And so in the Philippines, I've taught every last one of them. Mm -hmm. I taught their, their, their dad, and I, he studied with me for 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Now, he's a top there in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. He has lots of students and also in the honest, also mm -hmm. in honest. And his father also taught me how to do the honest. Mm -hmm. So I know their family art. Mm -hmm. And they adopted me into their family art because you had to be adopted into that family yeah. lineage. Mm -hmm. So I, I learned then after I learned through him and I started teaching the children mm -hmm. and then others started coming and others started coming. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize by that time I was a very good teacher because mm -hmm. I was very patient. So patience was the key. Patience. <laughs> Learning to be patient. Because I, I wasn't patient with myself. Okay. You were, it was not with them. It was not what you Were see. you looking more for results? It's like yes. Because when you're like, you know, just like, um, you know, you just like, because of that, because of that immaturity, mm -hmm. you expect them to learn as fast as you could. And now I realize that oh, I was not just as, I wasn't that good of a student either, you know. Mm, right, right, right. Yeah. So during that six 
years or even outside of that when you weren't learning the martial arts what were you doing as far as work like were you just I was in the I was in the military, military I was in the military mm-hmm. and of course you know special operations teams mm-hmm. and stuff and stuff like that so I learned a lot through mm-hmm. that and especially when you learn that when you become a leader a you know mm-hmm. a, a team leader or commanding commander leader mm-hmm. I became a commander leader mm-hmm. and therefore men depended on me mm-hmm. I made a mistake we pay with our lives right you know so it it became a serious matter that's and that really built up my patience okay yeah. yes yeah 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 so you've been so you've been studying wing chun since 9 years old and your goal is to get your students to be as good or better than you right. so what if someone is starting out at an older age where it's a little more challenging to learn Mm. something compared to when you're younger and you you know have a lot more time to in it easier to retain the information what do you say to to that challenge as far as a, a student getting to a comfortable level of knowing what they're doing right right uh first of all the king is age is only numbers mm. that's all it is no more no less mm-hmm. so i said that everyone's different so you got to look at it i look at it like ice cream no neapolitan <laughs> it's still ice cream different flavors okay so the same thing with some people learn faster than others some not as fast mm-hmm. so the key thing or is it it's just the r repetition repetition the more you do it the better you get mm-hmm. that's why I always repeat that in their mind mm-hmm. they that, that way they don't become frustrated mm-hmm. and they continue to focus on foundation mm-hmm. and the foundation is you know I said this one always always remember this you suck <laughs> you know <laughs> and just keep remembering that and guess what the more you do it the less you suck <laughs> you know it's just like an acting right? right the first time you're like uh, uh, like a robot like a automaton right. standing there and like uh, you do know that just reading a script is not enough you just call acting yeah. because you have to become the character right, right. yeah yes yes a teacher told a, a student he's like you know you you have arms <laughs> he's like oh yeah I do they do they yeah, they do have them and legs they do use them for yes. a reason not stand there and like you know like a newscaster or something right. so on average i know it's i know you said it's based on the person but if a person is consistently doing it doing the repetition how what's the average you would say that someone could learn this and be confident enough to at least do you know the mm. basics. I have a one a good example. I have one student right now that was a very big challenge for uh, the other st- senior students mm-hmm. because I allow the senior students to start start teaching mm-hmm. and the, so that they can and I always put them against the most difficult student. Mm-hmm. Right. So the reason why so they can discover their weaknesses mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they come and ask me questions and say is that is that student hard for you to teach? I said no. So why? Because that one, I know where their weak point is. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I work on the strength around that weak point mm-hmm. and disregard the weak point. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even so I disregard it and I don't give them time because most of the time in the weak point for a person and and it's, it's the power of thought. Mm-hmm. And the, usually the weakest one is actually the one who's the smartest. 
It's because they try to analyze everything. Mm -hmm. So in other words, there's a mistrust within themselves. Mm -hmm. Because I know you mentioned uh, when, when I came the first time to did a little demonstration saying, like, the body already knows the martial art. It's the mind that keeps keeps you from it. Exactly. Even with that stretch you had me doing, I was doing that even after the fast. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah that's right. You, yeah. The body already knows what to do. The body knows martial arts. It's just the mind needs to catch up. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is, is the mind argues with the body. Mm -hmm. And the, telling the mind, no, do you're not doing it right. And then the body says, you know this because, right. well, it's because I saw a lot of movies and I feel and I think. Yeah. Also, too, um, it's the mind. Like, cause I had this, I have this battle all the time. Like, just like constant battle with within myself. Like when I was, I was mentioned, I was taking swim lessons right. and like trying to. It took take, took me forever just to jump in the deep end with. A buoy, like I have something. I know I'm not going to drown or sink, but it's just like if your mind's not familiar with something, and it's like it'll, it'll do its best to like keep you from. <laughs> it'll that's what keep you from going until, be, until to challenge your life, right. or it will kill you. Yes, <laughs> it will kill you because <laughs> yes. it will try to tell you what to do once you're in that source, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's it's never experienced it before, mm -hmm. but it'll tell you try to tell you what to do. Right. And I said, oh, case in point, when we were doing, we call drown proofing mm -hmm. in the military, they call drown proofing, mm -hmm. which is not nice. I mean, well, that <laughs> you take rubber bands and you put on your feet, and rubber bands, we put your hands behind your back, and they throw you in the deepest part, and you, you, you porpoise across mm -hmm. through the pool, and you come up and you stay up. Mm -hmm. So your mind immediately, they do that because they want to. To show you how much your mind is your enemy, can mm -hmm. become your enemy yeah. and kill you. Yeah. And so they'll let you drink water. Mm -hmm. Drink water, there's, there's no such drain, they'll drown. They'll let you drink a little water, mm -hmm. bring you up, and then pop that water out in and throw you right back in. <laughs> so that the mind can get to the point where it's a psycholog psychologically broken down. Mm -hmm. It submits right. because it goes like, if I go back in the second time, I'm going to drown right. because I have no strength. Now, it's the mind saying it has no strength, not the body. The right. body has a lot of strength. Right. And so that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, do you, can we can you talk a little bit about, like, how, how what's, what's the best way to break that wall down between your, like, mind keeping you from getting better or achieving things and keeping you from okay. killing yourself. Easy, easy. Repetition. <laughs> Repetition. The more you do it, the better you get, right? Mm -hmm. And then, because the, 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 the mind and the body will begin to argue. Mm -hmm. And it usually does it at night. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you wake up in the morning sore. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning sore because they had already had a negotiation. The union, was that the UN meeting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to know. That I'm and he said, "Yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this." Mm -hmm. You know. So the other person with you, who practice with you, in order for you to overcome that, they must have honesty. Mm -hmm. Honesty. Honesty. And see, when they say well, honesty, what is honesty? Of course, you have honesty. When it comes to martial arts. There's very little honesty. Hmm. If you go to a martial arts school and they say, okay, we're doing a, a technique here or there. I want you to partner up with the one person and you partner up with that person. That person's going to do to be the aggressor and then you're going to be the one that does it. And then vice versa, you become the aggressor. Mm -hmm. The first thing that the mind does is like, okay, let me get somebody who's the same size as me 
<laughs> same height, same stature, mm -hmm. and good. Oh, I don't want that guy right there. He's like three times my size. He's just gonna pummel me down in the ground. Right, right. And this right here. So what do you actually learn? You see, so that's what the mind tempts to do. Mm -hmm. But when I say, no, 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 I want you to go against this really big guy right over here. Mm -hmm. But it's a, well, every time I try to throw something and I, he throws it, I try to block it, it doesn't work, it hits me right in the chest. I said, good. Yeah. So he says, what do you mean? Well, simply, don't let him do it. <laughs> How? <laughs> what I taught you, show you to do it. Now do it with meaning. Yeah. And as simple as that. Figure it, yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Use, yeah, because, yeah, because um, usually, like, to go back to the swimming, the swimming um, analogy is, like, when you're in an unfamiliar place or you, you feel like you're not confident enough, the first thing to go is the technique, usually, of what you did learn. So then, like, it's like getting over that hump to know that you're still, you're okay and you can figure it out and still yes. accomplish your goal to... Because a person will go, I'm going to drown, I'm going to the bottom of the pool. Okay. Yeah. And then after you drown, what happens? You float. <laughs> yeah. You come right back up. Yeah, because yeah, I was talking about, yeah, because it's like your body automatically wants to float. Like you don't sink unless you make yourself. Like you you, rigid, you right, become yeah, rigid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew that was, that was something that was big for me. Like just like I didn't even like going under the water. And like it was the biggest struggle. But then now like, and I couldn't float. But now... Part of it was anatomy with, you know, muscle, but now that I'm so much more used to it and more um, calm and relaxed, Form I, and can, technique. I, can, yeah, I, can I can float a lot better and, and easier and just, like, just be chilling. It's just, you just, just like this right. and then yeah. you arch, it says arch your back. And so, you know, the whole thing is trusting yourself, mm -hmm. trusting yourself. So, so... Yun Chun is a, is a teacher of learning to talk, even any Kung Fu was mm -hmm. supposed to be, supposedly, mm -hmm. to see you can trust yourself. Mm -hmm. um, again, it depends on how, or like what flavor it is. It means the flavor is your teacher, mm -hmm. your instructor, what they're inputting into you. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Did you do any other martial arts outside of Wing Chun and um, Kung Fu? Well, yes. Well, I did a lot karate, of karate. I, mean. I did a did a, did a, did a uh, other different kung fu's. I learned arnis, mm -hmm. arnis, which is the sticks, Filipino sticks, um, and um, iaido. Mm -hmm. Iaido is a the Japanese sword. They call oh. samurai sword. Okay, gotcha. And I had a, actually that was a bigger challenge for me than anything else. Okay. Because I actually. The, the way you do it is you have a sensei, mm -hmm. and the sensei will be your sensei for life. They choose a sensei. And he was an older Japanese man, and um, I was the youngest in all the whole entire school, the only foreigner and the youngest. Mm -hmm. So there all these elderly ladies and elderly men, and I'm thinking, what can these old people teach me? <laughs> you know, they're kind of really older than dirt, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. But they could really wield that katana, that just got a yeah. katana. Very well. And uh, another thing is, all their katanas were real. Mines wasn't. Okay. But yet, mines was still able because it was a $500. I found out why. It can still kill you. Right, yeah. Just not yeah. easily. Yeah, <laughs> but it'll oh, yeah. come pierce right through you. Right. And so when I had to stand there, he said, I want you to stand and do not move. 
and I saw his face change from a smiling young, this nice smiley Japanese man into this old deadly samurai face and backed up. And I was, and my mind was like, whoa, 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 what are you gonna do? This guy, and he goes, he goes, and then, and it was like this close to my face. And I can hear the wind, and I was just waiting for like bloodline and cut down the middle. And I said, boy, I got that Samurai Jack moment, you know, just for a little minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah. <laughs> it was a fearful thing, but yeah. So with, the, with that particular one, you said your sensei is the same one for life. So what happens after they passed? Can, do you not get another one or you just no, got to No, no, you continue. You can get another one because each one has its own style. Mm -hmm. Because they, they, their history is all the way through their families, their family lines of Samurai. Mm -hmm styles and things like that one but I stayed with that one and because his style was so unique mm -hmm. it was very unique from the Osaka you know, Osaka technique do you and incorporate the weapons because it was like, like the weapons training was what you mm -hmm. branched off and do you incorporate it in your teaching or is that just something that you well yes I teach the uh, chin uh, the chin style of the chin, the sword, what mm -hmm. you did before, the mm -hmm. sword. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know all of the Chinese weapons. I know how to utilize them all. Okay. I know how to use them. I know many forms. Mm -hmm. um, I did competitions doing forms. Mm -hmm. um, I did not like doing competitions and fights because I was realistic in combat, and I did it before, and the person ended up with a broken face, and it didn't go too well. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't... I, like I enjoy watching like UFC and stuff like that, but it's like I I don't see how you can be cool with shake somebody's hand. You can't. I mean, um, no. Yeah. You like. know, so yeah, it's that's a newer style itself. The MMA mm -hmm. circuit. It's new, but yet it's old. Mm -hmm. Old and why? Because they're just repeating the ancient things of the gladiators. Right. Yeah. 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 I, and it's, I hope it doesn't get to the point of, you know, uh, we who are about to die salute you. Right. But it looks like it's getting there, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. So when you were, when you, did you ever feel um, any discrimination of any kind? when you were learning these arts as growing up being an outsider, not only an American, but yeah. a, black, a black guy. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Unfortunately, you know, many times we have to prove ourselves more than everybody else. Everybody else can be legitimate and then we have to, you know, mm -hmm. we have to do that extra oomph to do mm -hmm. things to convince right. people we know what we know. Right. And you always got to sit down, they want to question you, not only challenge you physically, but mm -hmm. challenge you mentally or your history. Some will deliberately tell you something wrong to see mm -hmm. if you just follow it and say, this guy doesn't know anything. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I catch them there and I correct them right then and there. Mm -hmm. And then I give them that kind of oomph, like, don't do that anymore. Right. I mean, I, I see what you're doing. Right. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. you know, and they, you know, they get that. They kind of get it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, um, yes, I've, um, I've done seminars in uh, China. Mm -hmm. I've done and I've done seminars in Taiwan. I've done seminars in Japan and Philippines, mm -hmm. other places like this one. Taught mm -hmm. so many students. Um, I've had only just a few cases where you know there was some racial issues mm -hmm. with that. Um, with the and I had to deal with it. I didn't deal with it actually. One of the one of the ambassador of China was the one who dealt with it. I, I, I felt 
I really pitied the guy because they kind of watched him off somewhere yeah. and I, they were kind of knocking him on the head while they were. <laughs> well, that's good you know. though. You know, you had some people of the culture that were, you know, yes. good, like were down to vouch for you and, you know, mm -hmm. keep your hands clean from all that stuff. But I uh, I was under the, the we call the Jin Wu Association. Mm -hmm. The Jin Wu Association of Shanghai. Jin Wu is from the um, from the martial arts or the Chinese martial arts called Huo Yan Cha. Mm -hmm. Huo Yan Cha. Mm -hmm. Huo Yan Cha is very famous because it was a movie made of his life, okay. and it was Jet Li who okay. played this character. It's a movie called in English. It's called Fearless. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay, so he made an organization called the Jin Wu Association. In fact, this school is under the Jin Wu of Association, right? So I became. I'm the first black American or black person that is in under there and also part of the chairman of the board. Okay, nice. And it was not, I had to earn it. And it wasn't earned because they were looking at me in my color. Mm -hmm. They see, when they see martial artists, especially a lot of Shurfu, mm -hmm. when they see martial artists, they honor all martial artists, especially under the Jin Wu, they honor them. Mm -hmm. But they want to make sure you're the legit stuff and you're not just yada, yada, yada. Right. And they had a lot of Western people coming, oh, I'm a master of this, and yeah, that's why I that word, I'm a right. master of this, yeah. and master, they go, mm-hmm, 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 yeah, yada, 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 come on out here and try it. Right. <laughs> and so I had to try a multiple amount of different other old senior shirtfuls. Mm. It didn't feel so good. <laughs> Yeah, I gave them a little bit, they gave me some back, and then and if you can take it, and they're like, you're in. So it was it. Nice. So you had to kind of like prove your skills. Baptism and... by fire. <laughs> you know, and, but I, I, I didn't feel there was any racism in it mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Only in Japan, I only experienced a very bad racial discrimination. Mm -hmm. But it had nothing to do with martial arts. It's just going into a, right. a shop yeah. and they told us, get out because I hate black people and well. stuff like that. You know, <laughs> but, you know, people are people. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about, I heard you had a nice encounter with the late, great Kobe Bryant during your time in China once. Um, yeah, Philippines. Or, or Philippines, my, my mistake. Um, you don't have to go into detail about what happened. Oh yeah, I, I, um, Kobe. Kobe is you know, <laughs> Kobe is great. You know, he takes everything great. You know, yeah, yeah. and and it was like you know, it was there was Kobe and the other other guys because they had won the championship. Mm -hmm. Um, and they came to Philippines mm -hmm. because it was a, a national sports arena. They were trying to uh, um, to to emphasize sports for the, all the young people, mm -hmm. and it was only not only different because we, we were around. Uh, different there because it was also a lot of artists or, or actors, mm -hmm. top actors, because I know okay. a lot of the actors over there, they were also participated in it too. Okay. To get them into things, into, into entertainment mm -hmm. and into sports, especially sports, the children love sports. Mm -hmm. And basketball is one of them. Very, they're basketball maniacs in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. They love it. But uh, sometimes I call it basketball. They do more physical than in you know, like that one. Is that like is it like Manny Pacquiao basketball or Manny Pacquiao basketball? No, it's a <laughs> basketball that. players. But many of them, are some of that, some of our people who are there too, oh, they, right, they, right. They, they can get on the teams here and they play in a what? Yeah, they're playing there. They're doing you know international teams, mm -hmm. and then they have their local boys too. Right. And they play very good. They play. Uh, they 
played pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting, you know, all the different games, you know, mm-hmm. the international teams. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they had them there, and they're big, you know, and, and the owners mm-hmm. were there too. Right. So, uh, you know, it was like the owners and their kids and mm-hmm. stuff. So what they did is they called me when I was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, in Japan. When I was in Japan, <clears throat> and they asked us, okay, uh, we want to sponsor this. We want you to come down and we want you to present, um, you know, Yun Chun and different stuff like that. So I'm thinking it's a little thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Go and find it. This thing is huge. It's got, they got all this. You got TV everywhere. We broke ourselves in groups. So we had television groups going with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we went to every university. Okay. Every major university. And <clears throat> we talked to the, the basketball players there. Some were from Africa. Mm-hmm. Young men from Africa, some Filipinos and stuff like that one, yeah. and then also the, the the women's teams and stuff where they were playing different ball soccer, whatever, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Mall of Asia, okay. and we did that was our main show in the Mall of Asia. Mm-hmm. So they were asking me on the Mall of Asia, you want to do the full demonstration? So I decided, okay, I'm going to do the one inch punch. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, okay. So he'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, I forgot the other player. Uh, oh God, it was a, there was like five other players with them. Mm-hmm. And, and so they decided to do the push mm-hmm. against me. Yeah, yeah. And he's pushing, and you know, this guy's like, you know, six something, and here I am. And he's pushing, I'm like, <laughs> and he's not moving me at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, what in the world? Yeah. And this, this is the Mall of Asia. This is the largest mall in the world. Okay. It takes you three days to see everything. <laughs> That's how it's. You don't don't bring your wife, or you'll be broke. <laughs> you know. Um, so, and we did that, and then I did the one-inch punch, mm-hmm. and he thought, okay, it's gonna be, you know, bang, I can handle it, and I hit him, and he came on, he went on his behind. He, I mean, boom, <laughs> and everybody was what, you know, it brought a lot of people right. into the class. It's there in the Philippine, the Philippine school. Mm-hmm. Um, not because they seen Kobe Bryant beating up, they just saw the power there. Right, and I didn't right. beat him, and he says he told me he says that was cool. Please don't show that to yeah. nobody. Don't yeah. tell nobody that happened. Well, the cat's out of the bag now, unfortunately. <laughs> but R.I.P. to the great Kobe Bryant. Um, I will attest to I did experience that one inch punch as well, so <laughs> <laughs> I can I can vouch for it. It's pretty legit. Um, but Sifu, yeah, I appreciate your time. I just have a couple more questions. But um, okay. how many countries have you been to? Let's say Israel, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, Japan, China, India, S7, uh, Romania, Germany, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> um, Let's see, Czech Republic. You know, I've been like, oh, what, like, what's your, what's your, your, your favorite country? Everybody asked me that. <laughs> I said, none of them are. All of them are. None of them are, and all of them are, because or, I had so many good. Yeah, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase it. What was your, what's the best like landmark that you've been to, like in the country, like a like a historical. Like spot in, in a country. Well, uh, let's see. Like, um, what you mean? Like the favorite one, or just well, yeah, well, because I, I, you said you know. There's, oh well, there's always uh, good I stuff would. In okay, I lived in Kyoto. Or I should say, where would you go again to visit? Like, well, I lived like, in I lived in Kyoto. Okay. And so in Kyoto, we go right in the Japan. center part of Kyoto. Yes, mm-hmm. and and we would go there, and I a lot of people I seen to I don't know why Hyomin. Kyoto, even a lot of movie stars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get to meet a lot of people. Yeah. I've met people from 
you know, let's see, from the old days of like who plays the Fonz, you know, yeah, and yeah, Henry oh, Winkler yeah, yeah. to, um, let's see, B.B. King mm-hmm. to, I mean, just walking down the street. Right. Um, 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 Tom Hanks, uh, right after he did that, well, I forget the one, but he had, still had long hair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, he just walked in the store and I said, oh, Mr. Hanks. He said, oh, oh Tom. And I, I gave him a tour guide around Kyoto. Nice. Yeah, and things like that. When, mm-hmm. And and just, you know, just meeting up with people. So Kyoto was one of the main hubs where I was at. Right. And then I, everybody can call me from there and I can move out to Asia because it was easier to travel mm-hmm. uh, for there. Yeah. And so I saw there's a lots of landmarks there to beautiful yeah. traditional. Yeah, I hear things. Japan in general overall is a is a nice place to visit. Um, I hear the food's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the people don't talk to each other until nighttime. <laughs> well, it, that, that's uh, that's Tokyo. Like okay, Tokyo. Is like, it, the yeah. reason why they talk to you at nighttime because they're pretty much drunk. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but o- Osaka and Kyoto totally different, mm-hmm. especially Osaka. Osaka, they call them the hillbilly, the hillbillies of Japan. Oh really? Because <laughs> they, they have their own slang and everything like that one. That's where Steven Seagal learned his, okay. his Aikido from. Um, and you know things like that one um, the you know but being there in Osaka I was able to do all kind of things mm-hmm. I even opened a tea room mm-hmm. so I mean just you know, just just challenging nice nice, nice. Um, so uh, you you've focused mainly on Wing Chun and what are your thoughts on people branching out and trying different martial arts? Do you, I think it's you, great. You, 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 I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I told them the thing, I think it's great because see, um, Yun Chun is a foundation mm-hmm. thing that you can you can add to it. That's a good thing. You can blend anything to it. Okay. In any style. So gotcha. I do not tell them you cannot learn anything else. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That's the old nineteen forgotten you know days. Gotcha. So now in your career, in your life, what, what keeps you motivated, keeps you wanting to continue to do this and teach well, other people? Well, let's see. Well, I pray a lot, mm-hmm. study a lot, read, you know, scripture a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. Um, because I'm, I know who I am mm-hmm. as of now, and I'm still learning about me because mm-hmm. I love to uh, challenge and other things. And it's actually becomes very fun. It's you know, a good thing in life there. And so it helps me to just keep continue to grow and grow and grow so that I can, you know, so my whole thing is I just want to take what I have and give it to others. Mm-hmm. Because one day I was just say, okay, I'm, I'm done doing that. And everybody know, now what do you do with it? You go and do, you go out and do it. Now. Right. I don't. So what do you do outside of the martial art to keep yourself well and like in the right mindset? I know you said you pray and read mm-hmm. scriptures a lot. Is there anything else you do like meditation or exercising? Oh, I garden. I love garden. gardening. Yeah. I love flowers. I'm doing gardening. And I love service. I don't know how many people say that one. Um, when I was in Japan, I had my own like tea room mm-hmm. and I love serving people. Okay. When I do like a little events at home, yeah. I like to serve so, people. Like I love hosting and watching how people enjoy being around so you can get people who was very nervous and kind of get them to relax and, mm-hmm. to, and to enjoy themselves yeah. uh, around people and enjoy and, you know, you know, and, and things like that one. Yes. So just seeing how people 
what's your what's out. your best or favorite thing to garden or plant? I don't have a favorite because I mean I have the the foods. I'm so knowledgeable about planting vegetables mm -hmm. and things like that one. But I also love doing flowers okay. and uh, building uh, building things like trellises mm -hmm. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I just. Like I said, it all started with martial arts. Everybody said, believe it or not, they, I can't believe that. Martial arts is about violence. No, it's not. Yeah. It really taught me about how much I want to know, and I can I can learn things yeah. very quick. And it comes back down to that patience too. That's it does. To, that's <laughs> right. It takes some patience, yes. that's for sure. What do yes. you what do you got in your garden right now? Uh, right now, we the garden's in Japan right now, and um, my wife said everything's growing pretty good, and all the, the blackberries are now coming in, because those mm -hmm. blackberries have grown oh, over. And the thing's in, they have an apple, a little small apple tree, mm -hmm. and it's going pretty much, and it's got apples on it, and all the different different varieties of flowers. Mm -hmm. I like to experiment on different varieties of flowers, and then learning about the soil, which ones take that, and, and things like that, and pH, because it helps me in also in agriculture and doing it for... You know, planting and right, things like right. that. So you you still frequently go back to J J Japan? You go. Yes, yeah, so I haven't been back now in two and a half years now. This is the longest I've ever COVID left. Probably. Yep, yeah. that's the one. Because <laughs> yeah. old COVID, yeah. that guy. So on a regular, um, before COVID and uh, once COVID's hopefully not as severe as it is, um, how frequently do do you? Do like half, half and half? I think half and half is as much as possible because yeah. um, um, now I'm venturing into the business of chocolate, okay. cacao and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I tried some of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 nice. I hope you liked it. It was good. Yeah, right? yeah, it, oh, I great. did enjoy it, yes. So what would you, what type of advice would you give someone um, in either life advice mm -hmm. or advice trying to become like a martial art martial artist or in a teacher eventually i i always said this don't be afraid to challenge you and don't be afraid to make mistakes right mm -hmm. uh, because the thing is that when you make mistakes you learn about yourself mm -hmm. because if you sit there and try to be okay i want to be perfect and everything i want to do okay i'm safe in this right here i'm just going to stay right here you're just the person like the person who's standing at the pier but afraid to jump into the water mm -hmm. well what if what if what if yeah but what if my aunt had a beard she'd be my uncle <laughs> i mean the, all the ifs will get you right right um you won't know until you try it mm -hmm. challenge yourself go into deep waters mm -hmm. drink a little water you're going to do that <laughs> you'll learn not to do that anymore. Right. So, you know, that's, that's how we learn. We learn through the mistakes, mm -hmm. you know. It's better sometimes to learn through his mistakes than yours, but sometimes, you know, you'll get, you'll get it. You'll get that mistake. So it's, it's better than that. So it's don't be afraid of challenges. Don't be afraid of challenges because challenges creates you as the man or the woman that you should be, that person that you should be. Yeah, yeah. challenges help mm. you, strengthen you. What doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's the phrase. Exactly, exactly. So you know, and if you're not learning, you're you're dying. So got to yeah. always constantly keep learning and growing for sure. Correct, correct. So, what's next for you? What I know, you mentioned the, the chocolate business. Mm -hmm. um, you're obviously teaching here, uh, Cloud Forest Martial Arts Studio. Right. Um, it is located for those who are in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's Right around the corner from UNCG, 
literally. Literally. Uh, it's on Westgate, Wait, Westgate City Boulevard, right mm. across from Odin Brewery. So I know all you beer fans, you'll see the big Right the across yellow, the street. Literally. Yes. Right the, across the, the, the street. building across the street. Yes. Um, so you're teaching here as well. Um, so what else do you got? Um, I know you mentioned uh, behind the scenes uh, that you also are into the movies and stuff like you do yes 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 I've done that and it's good um, you talked about that because yeah I do have a small production here now I haven't really pushed on it yet because I needed to get one apprentice to work with me mm-hmm. and he called it the Golden Harvest Giving Tree Productions mm-hmm. um so uh, right now we're doing like uh, I tell people you want to do a documentaries you want to do um, I said in weddings I said I call wedding movies and mm-hmm. no such thing I don't do weddings wedding. I make wedding movies. Well, I might have to uh, hire you to come yes. on up to Buffalo. Yes, <laughs> shuffle up the Buffalo into that one, you know, <laughs> and you know doing uh, doing movies and make it into something that you can you can watch for life. Mm-hmm. Something that because I want them to to something that they can enjoy enjoy for life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and something that they can see, they can show to their children and to their, and their, to their grandchildren right. and so on and so forth, like that one, I call it a generational uh, gift mm-hmm. and that one. So I, I started doing that on my own. I didn't go to school for it. Mm-hmm. I, I started studying. It's called, I studied books and I studied the internet and then, <laughs> then I started going out there and doing trial and error. Mm-hmm. And then I did meet, I started meeting people who were actually professional cameramen mm-hmm. Globally, uh, gaffers and um, you know, as you name it, they were doing. And they taught me about taught me about the rule of thirds. They taught me all this one. They taught me how blocking and blah 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 and all these things and he- all this one. And then they started hi- hiring me mm-hmm. to do things, mm-hmm. you know. And then the first gigs I started getting is actually Red Bull. <laughs> Oh, really? Nice. Red Bull, the exports. Yes. You know, and, and Asia. So oh. I did a flatboarding, skateboarding, uh, X bikes, you know, all this nice. right here, doing all this stuff. And, 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 and just started putting in my emphasis, and I learned it. Hey, this is just another form of gong fu. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I learned, don't be afraid. Again, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you just start, hey, how about if I run over on that side and try the camera and then put it over there? No, it didn't work too well. I can run back over here. Oh, yeah, it's working good. Oh, no, no, no. And learn how to move it. And you get in there, you record all of that one. Mm-hmm. And this is because it's always recording. You've got SD cards. You can put them in and slap them in, slap them in, slap them in. Yeah. And then whatever data you need, whatever data you don't need, you just put it away. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. So to piggyback off of that, um, you're very well-rounded in the arts, in all arts. Yes. Um, how, what is, why is that important to you? Or what, what does art mean to you in your life? Or what, what makes it so um, important? I guess. Oh, <laughs> yes, to important. Think of yeah, okay. What makes it so important um, to you in your life? Why is the, it important the, ch- to the you? Challenge, yeah. The challenge itself. Uh, and, and I love it when people say, um, you can't do it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, someone gave me a pair of whistles. We got the, the five, the whistles, the, the, the Irish Irish mm-hmm. whistles, mm-hmm. and said, "You can't do that. It's hard." So I went and bought some, and I made I made a joyful noise everywhere where I walked in Japan. I, I felt for their ears, <laughs> but then within two months, I began to play, mm-hmm. and then I went back to that person. And I can play anything they want me to play. Nice. Exactly like they want me to play. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you were lying to us. You always knew this. I said, no. How did you learn it? Because you challenged me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole thing. So 
life is a challenge. If there is no challenge, then you don't have life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that whole believing is. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what brings, that brings me back to myself. So that's why I, I always want to do. So my next level is, what is my next challenge? Mm-hmm. Now my next challenge right now is business. And doing the business and more in the business. And I want this one. I said, I will put everything that I can 101% in what I have to do. 100% or nothing at all. Those are some wise words right there. <laughs> um, final questions, Steve Fu. Like I said, I appreciate your time, um, giving me this time, uh, and being so gracious and so um, informative and just humble and just willing and kind to you know help out um, when you didn't have to um, and I appreciate that for sure so how can we follow you on your journey on your continued journey and your continued learning um, and support you in those other endeavors well let's see well you can always come here to the school yes that's cloud one forest. cloud forest um, you know and uh, from there I mean I have my uh, I haven't built up the website yet uh, for my site mm-hmm. yet because I like I said again uh, there but you can do is you can always look at the, the Golden Harvest Wing Chun mm-hmm. Golden Harvest Wing Chun and you can find me always on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. um, and see what I'm about and um, you can also on Facebook the same thing is there um, under Golden Harvest yes yes and then we have our small Chinese clothing shop which is simplychinaclothing.com Simply China clothing.com and you can uh, you can all the different again I care about how about just not just buying Chinese clothing but mm-hmm. unique pieces mm-hmm. that you know male and female mm-hmm. that they can wear and go out with go mm-hmm. out at night you know at night and say this is unique nobody else is going to have it it's not the old salt and pepper Bruce Lee mm-hmm. right, thingy right. that weighs that's about a thousand degrees when you put it on you know in the right, summertime right, right, yeah um, what would you tell people in, in regards to that? Because I know certain people have issues sometimes when it comes to like other cultures' clothing, like say a cultural appropriation or whatever. What are your What do you say if someone had if they want if they tried to push back on that? And then get over yourself. It's just clothing. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, you do respect people's culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese culture has been very much um, expanded mm-hmm. across the world. It can be exploited. I mean, everyone does, you know, anything can be expanded or exploited, right? right. So, um, but, but in the Japanese, uh, Japanese or Chinese, especially Chinese clothing, um, it's actually, it, the opportunity to expand it is even more um, necessary because it's actually dying. Okay. Because of the young Chinese uh, generation now has been pushed in a westernized point of view so much mm-hmm. that they, in their mind, they think Western and they've actually thrown away a heavy percentage of their culture. The same thing's happening in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that's very sad. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes. So, support simplychinaclothing.com, Golden Harvest Wing Chung on YouTube or Facebook, or come on in and let Sifu teach you. First, uh, personally, at Cloud Forest Martial Arts, and um, the Wing Chun class is on Sundays from ten to two, and Wednesdays at five to seven. Yes, <laughs> and you know, that's a new class. So he didn't know about yeah, that one. I didn't know. About he didn't that know about one. that one. <laughs> 
That's yeah. good to know, though. Yeah. I wish I would have knew that earlier. <laughs> like, so Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, they, they asked me to increase more classes, but I can't mm -hmm. because you know I need right. to have a personal time, yeah, you know, yeah. private time for my wife Gotta and I. Gotta have a life outside. Yeah, of the art that's right. Sure. That's you can't right. Can't be an artist without a life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole different show itself. <laughs> uh, final question, Sifu. Yes. When it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to look like? <laughs> Here lies the guy named Steve, who people who learn something from, <laughs> you know, um, like that old, like the Shawshank Redemption, you know, mm -hmm. like they said, you have a choice, there's a choice in life, either you get busy living or get busy dying. Mm -hmm. And my, my whole, cho my whole life is to teach others to get busy living. So. Um, that is a, here lies the man who taught people to get busy living, to not discover themselves mm. and all that. Well, there you have it there, folks. Mr. Sifu Steve, not a grandmaster, but a continued learner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say before? Not, not a master, but an advanced. He's an advanced learner. That's right, advanced an student. advanced student. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for another episode. Um, like I leave you guys always. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings.